content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hello listeners, welcome to part two of our conversation with Sen. If you haven't heard part one, go back and catch up on that one and then come back to part two. This is where we picked up our conversation. I had asked her about her work as a youth advocate and mentor. Currently, I do um, I do work with a, an organization called Brave Foundation. Um, the headquarter is in Tasmania. So I actually didn't apply for this job. I was recommended because people who knew me, they're like, oh, Zen is going to make a great mentor. Can you look at this paper? And I was like, no, I'm not interested. I'm good what I'm doing currently. And then every meeting I attend, every three months, two months, they keep like, have a look at it. I'm like, okay, I will look at her. And I looked at her. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not capable to do this job. Just leave me alone. I'm not going to do it. Um, but it's an organization that supports um, uh, that have to be expecting and parenting um, aged between 13 to 25. Um, so we pretty much, it, it's based on true story. So Bernadette Black is a CEO of for Brave Foundation. Herself, she was pregnant at the age of 16. Um, so through, and then she dropped out year 10. There was a lot of social stigma. There was a lot of ups and down. Uh, so she had a goal for herself. She's like, despite this is going on, a lot of, you know, talk, I'm going to go ahead and have my baby. And she made a dot point goal. So like, I'm going to go back and finish my school, yeah. get my degree, um, which she did. So she had her baby um, and then she went on to school, completed her high school and then went on, did a nursing degree. Wow. Um, she is a call up. She can practice nursing at this stage. But since she's a CEO running this organization, she's thought, you know, I want to do something. She knows that that it's a big issue having, you know, being a young mom yeah. and both of the partner go through a lot. And when you have a kid, um, you know, sometimes like w- whether you're expecting it or that it's unexpectedly, yes. there's a lot of things. Um, it's not that easy, but we, we grow up in the society where that is a big flag. Like, you know, you have to go high school, primary school, like all that. There is a process, university. It's and very then structured. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. And it's like, definitely a negative thing. It's yeah, big. Yeah. So, um, a slaughter for even stepping up and, you know, bringing this organization alive. Um, so, yeah, it's based on true story. So when I catch up with my participants, we call them participant or client. So we go through, obviously, I will explain who we are, what we do. But my main um, role is I pretty much focus with their lifestyle in general. Yeah. Um, we do know one thing leads to another thing. So um, also I do advocate uh, for them, uh, whether housing, whether it's uh, with their, if they have issue with their legal system, like it's just a broad, um, but it also to put them into education as, you know, me, I, I became super passionate when I look at her and then, you know, later I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this. And one thing it was, um, I can relate to because I didn't start school until young, you know, yeah. I was 
pretty much delay. Um, so it's never too late. And no one teaches you about internship, traineeship. Yes, there is a lot really. of yeah. school is not for everybody. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. you can finish the whole throughout yeah. the thing and you literally feel lost. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this paper? Like it's everybody. You know, I don't know if um, there is, you know, emotional intellectual. There is a crystal intellectual. Those are the things I learned in psychology. Yeah. Um, so there is a culture intellectual. People yeah. are so unique so you know smart in a, in a different way you know and the way that we learn is different too but it Ex- is very structured totally. it's like yeah. kinder primary school steps. high school exactly and then you know then you can have a kid have a later and oh, that, that sort of stuff that. get engaged and, and have a baby yeah, oh, okay. yeah. that's exactly it, right. i mean there's like, so many more steps I before that. Yeah. yeah but um <laughs> but yeah as you said mm. your story is not starting school when you're yeah a there was child. a delay it's, so because i was unfortunate enough um you know to have yeah. that resource around me but yeah so i as I said, so we, we help them with the education, with yep. the school. Um, you know, we mainly, we connect them to their local communities because there are a lot of things that are free. I mean, my generation um, don't know that, like, when they see something like, Zen, are you sure this doesn't cost? I'm like, no, honey, it's free. <laughs> we're going to get you there. Like, That's we're going we're gonna to slowly, we're going to crawl. So um, it's super rewarding filled um, because... For me, like I would say I lived a life is that, you know, I can meet some, like I can, you know, mentor someone from a scratch who be- didn't even believe in themselves. They're like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, for me in general, like meeting that person kind of, you know, somehow uplifting them and getting them to achieve that goal they want to, They've, you know, and they'll be like, oh, I am here today because... Zen helped me. That would make me the happiest person ever. It's a very so, rewarding job. Yeah, that, that is you're the, a yeah. cheerleader. That's amazing. <laughs> and also that, that very was, yeah. important work. Mm. It's so valuable. It's yeah. I feel like there's there's obviously so many um, people from a refugee background mm. who grew up as refugees or uh, were refugees at some point in yeah. their life yeah. who are doing amazing work all over the world. Mm. Um, I. I feel like every time I hear a story like this, like I'm reminded of Professor Monjadal Maderas. He was yeah. like much celebrated last year. He's like one of the leading surgeons in mm. the world. And he uh, is a refugee from Iran. And every time you hear a story about someone doing like incredible things like him, as a, you know, a supporter of refugees, mm. you always want to say to people, look at these amazing things that these people are doing, you know, refugees have such a value in our community and I feel like although that's true I also feel like why does it take someone like that to be recognized for people to see the worth of refugees in Mm. especially Uh, in this country when there's mm. so much negative rhetoric even coming from our politicians people very high like Mm. Why can't people just move here and support their family and have, you know, regular jobs and, and yeah. that sort of thing? Have you, have you ever felt, like, pressure to sort of prove your worth as, yes. you know? Yes, yeah? I, I, I do. Not only for myself but for people my colour or people yep. my, um, you know, from my background. So I have to display this image 
you know, sometimes like you have to force yourself and sometimes it comes naturally. And yeah, there, there are high expectation yeah. to prove that person wrong. You know, like as a mentor, obviously I covered the Western Metro Bulletin as well as Geelong. So I was down in Geelong at the Carayo Shopping Center. Right. Um, <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> So I was, I had throughout the day, I was so busy up and down and it has been coffee, 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 tea, tea. <laughs> and I, at the point, like before I hit the road to come to Melbourne, I'm like, I need to have something to eat. So I rushed because I, I was around there. So I run into the shopping center at McDonald to get some fries and some, you know, drink. And um, I got there around 5.20. And I rushed, so they were closing. So um, there was an old lady at the front of me and who was getting served and, you know, she purchased and I was up next. So, but I was in line exhausted. I'm just like, I just want something to eat so I can, you know, start driving to go home. And um, there were, there were a few people around, but not many people as the, and then there were two security guys clearing people, obviously, because it's going to close soon. They have to kick most of the people out. And um, there were a few uh, black kids um, mm -hmm. who were running around, um, you know, and they were brown as well. They said like darker one and brown ones. And then they were running around and um, the security was trying to kick them out. But not only them, in general, they were kicking out people because the store closes 530 was mm. at that time. And then um, so I remember I was I can see them from far away. And the old lady at the front of me um, who's getting served uh, saw this security trying to kick the you know, the young kids, the kids you know, out. And not only them, but there were other group, different culture, uh, background as well, running around, yeah. an adult or young people. And then the old lady, she's turned around to me, revenge is good sometime. And at that time, because I'm hungry, I'm like, pardon? And I'm like, sorry? And then I, I just selectively ignored her. I'm like, um, she, maybe she's hungry like me, but I'm silent. She's yeah. talking, right? Um, I give a reason to every situation. So I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just leave her. And then I was quiet. And then she, I can see her face expression. It's just very disgusted. And then they called her. They served, they finally served her. She got her stuffs. And um, before she left, she goes like, oh, these African kids, these black kids, Oh, they so, they so awful, right? And I did she say it out loud or just to you? I, so I I was in line and the the girls the McDonald obviously the counter oh, they can so hear her too. Yeah. The rest there is there is two people sitting eating, but you know yeah. they're a bit far. So I mm. I heard her clearly, oh. and so is the the counter uh, two young girls, and she's and at that time I'm not a reactive person. My face expression, like, my eyes was like, it's just my jaw was dropped. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I was, I just didn't say a word. She got her stuff, her food, and just slowly stopped walking. And I got cold up next. And I just, I wanted to let it go. I'm like, oh, how rude, right? That's yeah. what I said. And looking down to get my stuff. And um, the girls were like, oh, this is how we have to deal with this, with her every day, right? And I'm like, 
oh my lord and I just walk and slowly quietly without um expression or anything like I, I approached her I went I'm like what you just said was not nice yeah. right literally this is me and I was so gentle and I went down to her level yes. um I was like a oh, darling that's not nice that was that was really rude to say that that didn't sound nice I'm like yeah well they they deserve it and I was like I'm myself African and a black woman you cannot say that like it's you can't it really and she's like but you're nice you're beautiful right and at that time I'm like how can I make this woman like this old lady understand. convince understand yeah. so I was like oh my god I have to lecture her a bit like I was so gentle and I was very you know my tone was a bit low and I was like don't say that I'm for example I'm black woman I'm you know I am African but I don't do such thing I do, I'm not that bad not everyone is the same mm. so it came to a point that I have to explain not yeah. everyone is the same and she's she came and she said something about her experience she's like oh yeah but last week one of the the African guy pushed me he was walking and uh, my bag was on the floor and that I'm like I understand but be like if you want to target a certain person individual say do not generalize because Africa is a big country yeah. and I I came from like I'm Ethiopian my background and you know we have you know 95 tribe with a different culture different ideology and I, I just I'm like I just have to do something I have to lecture this lady but she keep interrupting me to the point but you you're so nice you're so gentle I'm like darling let me explain again <laughs> let me explain not everyone is bad that's what I'm trying to say to you and she's mm. like I'm not I'm not I'm not I wasn't I didn't mean to offend you I'm like, it did hurt a bit. I mean, I don't have... And I, the, it came to a point that I have to make her understand, display, yeah, I am nice, but also there are people like me out there. Do not use the word African or black. Like, it, you know, that word is big. Yeah, yes, yeah. that was my point. And it was... I, I was with her for 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, God. And then she, she blow a kiss at me and she <gasps> said, <laughs> after lecturing her, but... Yeah, yeah, it's incredible that you have to explain that to an yeah. old person who has lived a life of yeah. <laughs> experiences. And But people do generalise like that. Mm. And what do kids do? Yeah. Kids run around kids and fuck yell around and, and scream. Exactly. Like, That's so and weird. they do that. And then, of course, you mm. um, in that position have to have really to, yeah. think about your behaviour yeah. and adjust the way that you interact with this woman. So, so you don't exactly. seem aggressive, it, yeah? Because do you, you feel sure. like you're representing uh, totally every your day. whole culture? Like, uh, totally, like yeah. as I said, I one of the misconception people have about not only about um, you know Ethiopia, but about. Yeah. African or my kind yeah. of skin color people yeah. is that you know um, we we are certainly labeled as um, for example I will speak specifically my group so they yes. they will say it like as in um, you know we 
receiving Centrelink payment because we are lazy to work. Yeah. We're, you know, we th- that's not the case. Like, it's not, we are like the most hard worker people on yeah. earth, I would say. Um, you know, like, we, we love working and th- they do generalize to a point where um, I think media plays a part as well. Absolutely. And a certain, a certain little group, um, although if you go deep, like deep down, they background like inside their household or there's a lot of things are going on so based on that tiny group you cannot generalize you know who I am as yeah. Zen no and way. it's it be like, like that's what happened when I had to be at the meeting or a certain place I have to display that image I'm like it's not I'm nobody like it's not only me but there are people who are can you know me like like who are hard worker who are yeah. contribute to this country uh, country economically and you know morally. We but obviously you feel like you're representing totally. more than just yourself. Oh, yeah, and but that that's woman did not feel like she was representing Australia no. as white Australians. <laughs> no, that's exactly. she, she wouldn't have even thought exactly. about the fact that she is making old white exactly. not like and you see a bunch of white faces. kids mm. uh, running around. Oh yeah, you know you see if that guy was an African if it mm. was a white guy that pushed you you're yeah. not going to say all white people are rude like there's a constant like there's a big discourse obviously around white privilege and mm. oh yeah you know oh, this is we me. don't need to walk around mm. representing every single white person whereas no. that no, is something is, that yeah. you throughout your life would yeah. have experienced. Like I've I've as I said, like I've I've hear at the background that people would say certain thing. I'm like yeah. my God, I have to step up and like I have to say something yeah. it's not true like that is your you know whatever the media or whatever your um s- someone who is not the thing is you have to be open-minded you have to be willing to learn um you know the difference between in, like individual themselves are different you know for example I'll be like out of the nine kids of my family if I am like the baddest and I'm horrible you can't really generalize the rest of you know, yeah. like the eight family, like f- sibling that I have, because I do not represent them. Whatever is going yeah. on between, like myself, is is me. Like you find out why I am behaving or acting the way I'm acting. You, it's up to you to find out. And to do that, you have to be open minded. You have to be willing to learn why Zen doing this. Why is she acting this way? Find out yourself. But if you just lock down, like have that, you know, completely shut down mind, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, Zen is that. Therefore, eight of them like that. Yeah, that house is like crap. You know what I mean. So that's how I feel most of the time, as a you know different background coming here. I feel like I'm like nah, there there is more to it. Yeah, yeah. You said you you have an Ethiopian background and growing up in Sudan. do you uh, you mentioned briefly, but and I'm sure this there would be many many things. Mm. But what are some of the other misconceptions that Australians have about Ethiopians people yeah, from Sudan? I did. I think I, like yeah. So I think the misconception. I I don't want to generalize again. I would go it, specifically I know Ethiopian. This is though. really hard because so, even yeah. obviously within Ethiopia, yeah. there's many different communities Abro- and cultures uh, abroad. and it, it's like, so broad. So, I guess that, yeah, totally. that's probably one thing yeah, that people I think, wouldn't realize. So like um yeah. So one of I went to Ethiopia in 2017 for the first yeah. time. Wow. Um, yeah, I 
landed. I'm like, oh my God. But having said that, I was well informed. My parents, we were very balanced with the, you know, coming to Australia, learning the language, learning the different culture and having like learning the Australian um, indigenous and all that like abroad. We were at the same time, you know, taught with, you know, the culture, our culture, our religion. Um, My parents were super good at that and salute to them. Um, So I went to Ethiopia Mm -hmm. and I, for the first time, I was, I spoke the language really well. Obviously, I know the history, I know the the culture. So I went, I landed and the, before that, people have a, the misconception that they have is that, um, you know, we, people leave Ethiopia or people leave a certain country because, you know, because they have nothing back home. That's not the case. Like Ethiopia is, um, historically, we, as you know, like maybe don't, but we res- we were uh, Italian tried twice, attempted to colonize us. Yeah. We successfully resist that. There is a difference between colonization and occupa- um, occupation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're being occupied for five years. Um, but if the first in 1989, um, 18, I believe, or 18 something. So we were able to resist the colonization. Yeah. We were that... You know, we are that strategic where we actually smart. We can, you know, there was no technology to to go against Italy, but we have to be strategic. We are, we are very. Um, therefore, we we are very. Um, what do you call it? Like we are rich Resilient? in culture. Yeah, rich in culture. Yes, you know, the, you it been has yeah colonized, the religion. Yeah. Um, even the clothes, like. Emmys, which is so like there are if you go to Ethiopia and what people have like most people who in Australia how they view it is like Ethiopia is located in Horn of Africa and um, you know I think it, in the 60s or 70s there were uh, fame which is that the media sustainably display that image yeah. for people to kind of yeah Ethiopia is like it comes like hungry people, poor, poor yeah. these and that. But when I went there, people like, people, um, how can I say, people are so humble. People yeah. eat whatever they, they have and survive the day. And they really hard work people. They very, you know, they, they, it's it was so beautiful to go there and experience it. Um, and, you know, th- there is more to it. We didn't, people didn't, my parents didn't leave Ethiopia because, you know, they had nothing to eat. That wasn't the case. Um, they had to leave because of the political um, yeah. situation yeah. Yeah. and being a big, you know, different tribe. People have a, you know, they don't get along because of the different ideology. I mean, having two ideologies is dangerous than if you have more ideology. Um, so, yeah, it, it has been civil war. And, you know, it's all about the political situation that, you know, the leaders were not, it, 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 they haven't managed us properly yeah. to get along and eat whatever we find in, you know, the, the in resource world, like resource, it's a big thing. Coffee, for example, was found in Ethiopia. Yes. We are rich in coffee. But, you know, Starbucks, you know, sell Ethiopia coffee, but they don't have any acknowledgement. They don't wow. They don't say anything. Uh, yeah, and there's also whispers that they treat the, the people, like specifically Starbucks, the way they get their coffee from, they're not looking after their workers properly. Totally, Which is it doesn't surprise yeah, I mean, me. Like, that's yeah. It does say it's not surprising. It so again, it's it, it's it display that image 
you know, we as a hungry people, as a, a people who are, um, you know, here. That, you know, we're receiving certain like because we are we can't work. Yeah, um, we and I we, guess yeah, yeah people have so a, like, ha, ha, we've only been fed that one sort of view of Ethiopia and images, images. and everything mm. as that it is you know for the most part struggling and poor, but there's many different people with all kinds of experiences. Mm. Obviously, yeah. um, are your parents quite traditional? Yes. Right, very, very rich in in a, in a culture. They're very yeah, and religion wise as well. We Orthodox, so. right? Okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt um, since being here? Has there ever been a conflict between traditional family life and living in modern Australia? Yes. Um, they, as I said, like I. Be, like the culture and be, having strict parents, it was a combination. And then you have, you know, trying to adapt to the modern Australian life. It was, it was a roller coaster. But it came at the point I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna follow the footstep. And uh, it come to a point where, like, um, you know, if you're 18, you move out of house. Yeah. And my parents dictionary that that doesn't exist, that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah please honey uh me and you know that oh my gosh we, we're getting evicted at the moment which is not nice they're demolishing our oh, house yeah and my mom's like well you can just come home come back yeah. Yeah. i was like that's so nice i know, I know. I know. thank you i love you mom you. but like, you. at <laughs> some point i'm gonna live soon um but yeah the, those are one of the, the big and also i have seen a friend who you know 18 go clapping right yeah and i was my parents were like what is clapping? What are you talking about? <laughs> that nine o'clock sharp. Make sure you're Curfew. home. So mm. I, I think not many people survive. But for me, having a, a older sister, um, a role model. Yeah. The brothers leave them. I'm not gonna talk about them. They can yeah. do. The brothers get treated differently in yep. our culture. They're, yep. they're boys. They can go. I understand. Um, we've heard yeah. that from someone else as well. Yeah. yeah. But my sister followed the rules kind of and for me there was a time I'm like crumbled but and I'm like oh no I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this and I think having those kind of strict parents and culture kind of play part for me where I am today um because there it saved me from I know some of friends where they are today and where I am today there is a big differences you know you can have fun but you can have it differently as well yeah. you know um technically you don't have to go clubbing to know how to dance you know yeah. you know what I mean you can close the door of the house and you can yeah. and you try to move yeah. around right yeah <laughs> so yeah and yeah you you just go clubbing a few times and it's you're over it. Like, yes. it's, people it's, are like people are like you're not missing a lot of that. So um, so I've never been club clubbing until the age of um, in 2017. I was two, 27, so I went yeah. to Ethiopia and with my family. Um, with my sister, we went to clapping in Ethiopia. Oh, wow. right? <laughs> That's so cute. And I was, they were playing English. They were playing like the Amharic language as well. I'm like. Great combination. Is this how clubbing looks? This feels great. Like Can we dance now? Best way to experience right? a club for the and first they were, time. There were Asian people as well dancing, like the different because I think they're international or they, you know, um, in the capital city Addis. There were there are different culture people, or European, and I'm like, great, this is awesome. So we're gonna let's move. And then I realized, no, not many people move. Some of them just watch you, and I felt super uncomfortable. I'm like, no, I'm gonna 
I'm going to let this pass me. And then obviously, and then there was a time I have to um, go to a bar, like check it out myself. And I was like, okay, I'm not missing a lot. <laughs> really? I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think no. if you if you start at 27, that's not a good... No. No, it's, it's not like, a good age for clubbing. It's an 18-year-old's game. I, I'm used yeah. to jumping way, like, you know, I started from the school when I was, like, you know, big delay. And I think I there were a few things to catch up. But yeah. I, I don't know. I realised, you know, that I'm not missing much. And to have, to you know, to, to have friends or, to, as I said, to dance or to... Um, to be cool, you don't have to do certain things. There is other way, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I, I, in our generation, like what I see nowadays, kids are like, I have to, you know, if I'm going to be this way, I have to do what they're doing. Technically, that's not. Yeah. And it's also yeah. so cool that you work with young women mm. and then you've had this experience too where you're like, I have fun, I have yeah. friends, I live an awesome life, but I'm not going out every weekend yeah. and like getting shit-faced and like losing all so my today. memories yeah. and all my money. Yeah. So it's great there that you, you go. you've got this really awesome life. Um, mm. What's that word I'm looking for? I've got my... Uh, Lifestyle? No. no. <laughs> Hang on. Life perspective? Thank you. Perspective it's, in general, yeah. It's really cool that mm. you have that uh, perspective mm. and this really cool lifestyle yes. that's yeah. like having fun, doing whatever you want, but not like, yeah, following the crowd. I think young yeah. women, especially young women who find themselves in a situation that is negatively viewed by our society, it was such, yeah. it's a it's good that you're a good role model for them. Yeah, you exactly. Can, it's a good positive influence. Yeah. We definitely think you're very cool. Very cool. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate so cool. it. And we've loved having you on the podcast. Um, was, we could talk to you for so thank long. Thank you so Mike, much for having for an, me. Uh, for another yeah. episode. We haven't even spoken about <laughs> food. Yeah, I was about to say, am I going to run to my house, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, next episode, how about you take us uh, out for an Ethiopian meal? I think that, I that would, yeah, that. definitely. We'll lock yes. that in. So yes. I, I would look forward to it yeah oh, definitely we'll we're gonna up. explore that right Great. yeah yes thank Can't you wait. so much for joining us sam thank you so much for having me goodbye ciao thanks for listening to who the bloody hell are we if you like what you're hearing subscribe rate and review us on your podcast app of choice audio production and original music is by andre christodoulou search for us on facebook for more information about our guests fun content and to keep the conversation going.